Greg Bishop and the Council Roundup. Oh yeah, it's that time. Breaking out what happened last night's Springfield City Council meeting. It is the Council Roundup. I'm Greg Bishop. The WMAY Morning News Feed. Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their downtown location now open for lunch. Head West Subs. Just about 7.12 this morning, a chilly morning. Last night, the Springfield City Council uh, was only about an hour long. And I'll take hour-long council meetings every week. Now, I know that that's, uh, that's a pipe dream because... Believe it or not, budget season's coming up. Uh, the mayor last night announced that uh, he's going to be having the budget books available for aldermen later on this month, and actually some hearings on the budget are going to start later on this month. So, oh boy, oh boy, that's going to mean some long meetings. Uh, but we'll bring that all to you here on the WMAY Morning News Feed uh, so that you're better informed and that you stay connected with what's going on in your backyard. All right, so let's get right into it. Uh, last night was a full city council meeting. Uh, and uh, if you recall, last week with the Committee of the Whole, um, there were several aldermen that weren't present, uh, two notably being Alderman uh, Ralph Hanauer and Alderman Chuck Redpath. Uh, and uh, they, they had not heard the presentation about the CAP 1908 project, the Community Access um, Project uh, 1908. And uh, it's something that is, is going to be uh, a, a valuable resource to the east side uh, to help um, uh, minorities uh, find a, uh, a pathway towards entrepreneurship with business services, with uh, a media center, with a whole host of things, even a possible kitchen in there, uh, some of the plans outlined. But there were still some questions that needed to be answered. And last night, uh, it was time to bring that ordinance up. And the ordinance, again, is for uh, the Springfield Project and the, the Springfield Black Chamber of Commerce to take over uh, a building on 11th and South Grand. Uh, that uh, it has a it has a troubled history, uh, even just last year with a, a mass shooting happening at that facility uh, during a pop up party that was not sanctioned. Uh, so uh, seeing something happen happen with this this area, I think is a priority for a lot of people uh, in that uh, that Southtown area. So they're looking to give one hundred and seventy nine thousand dollars to the Springfield project for this, uh, but uh, still some questions, not just from aldermen who were there last week, but also from Alderman who weren't there last week. And we've got a slew of questions from Alderman Chuck Redpath we'll get to. But first, Alderwoman Erin Conley there talking about some of the questions that she still has that are outstanding. You're quoted as, as planning on having, requesting $630,000 from the CDBG funds from the city. And I didn't get that impression last week, so I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah, I, I don't remember um, giving them that quote. I looked at that article today, okay. and it wasn't in quotation marks or anything like that. It just, it, I, I'm assuming that, that it was just misinterpretation. Okay. Of, um, so uh, this, because last week, I, I really got the impression last week that this is the big ask of the city. Is this this 179? Well, this was... Again, um, at, and Mayor can probably speak to this, but this was the um, the recommended ask. I mean, I'm not. I can't say that I, I would never come up and ask for any other dollars um, right, as right, it relates to this project. So I don't want to go on record and say that by any means. But um, for this particular um, opportunity to come before you and um, and ask for commitment, we're only focusing on the um, on the the 179. 
So, uh, Dominic Watson there with the Springfield Black Chamber of Commerce uh, laying out uh, some of the, the uh, particulars on um, how much uh, they're, they're actually going to be looking for uh, in grants from the city. Uh, more questions. As saying the building is valued at about 110. So I just didn't know we didn't talk about this. What, what's, what's your breakdown and expectations with the extra funds? And I think it's a, a good question. Um, you know, of course, with 179,000 being asked for here, if the building's only 105 to 110,000, what's the other money going towards? Well, Watson has that answer. Its value at that fair market value is about 105, 110. Okay. Uh, last last we checked, but um, but we um, we are acquiring some of the parcels to the the south of that that okay. building that includes um, just some some torn down buildings. <coughs> that are those parking, vacant. those empty lots in the parking Absolutely. lot behind it. Absolutely. Okay. So. And we've actually talked with Dominic about that uh, and the importance of getting parking there. So that's uh, good to see that that's part of the plan and they're making that clear to Alderman. Uh, meanwhile, Alderman Donilon has some questions that he wants to make sure are aired. Is there a way that we uh, could make the uh, CDBG money contingent upon the you know programmatic uh, the program's happening is what I'm trying to say. And I think you did it, we, you and I spoke earlier today and spoken a few times and, and you did a good job, I think, and I think it's worth everybody hearing if they, if they didn't catch it last week, that uh, regardless if there's a grant, grants come through and you're pretty confident that you think at least one will, if not multiple, that there will be programs there. And I think it'd be, a good under, it'd be good for us to hear what programs, if no other funding comes about, and it's just the city, what would happen there? I think that, that thing needs to be very clear. So again, uh, they want to have you know some assurances that uh, if they do let these dollars out, that there's going to be at least some strings attached, right? I think that uh, it's important to ensure that uh, tax dollars get used where they're appropriate. Uh, meanwhile, Watson said uh, that uh, you know if there's no additional dollars uh, that are offered, uh, they're they're prepared to go in with this uh, what he calls a turnkey project. This building is pretty turnkey. Now, with the $1.3 million price tag for a full redevelopment, that gives us gives us a wish list of, of redevelopment opportunity. And so that includes adding offices in the basement. That includes media center. That includes a really deep dive into a lot of the wish list items that we could fully, uh, fully become um, operational if we were to invest um, at that $1.3 million price tag. So they'll be able to get in there uh, pretty quick, but uh, it is going to be incumbent on other dollars being made available uh, if they can offer up all of the services they're wanting to offer up. Uh, but again, he continues to talk about it being a turnkey operation. So we are committed, as we have been for a number of years, to providing those resources within 60 days out of this location. And so it will house the Springfield Black Chamber of Commerce office and the Springfield Project within 60 days. Again, fully operational, no, but scaling the operation, um, yes, we'll, we'll be present. Meanwhile, um, question raised about the role that Innovate Springfield's going to play in this particular project. And that was a question from Alderman Donnellan last week and again this week. They've given a commitment. Uh, this conversation, this journey started five years ago when Innovate Springfield was essentially conceptualized. And, um, and you know, there is a recognized gap as it relates to minority business outreach activities. And so 
you know, they were at the table when we first started talking about this. Obviously, it's morphed into this comprehensive redevelopment project over the past three years, but they have given a commitment. Bruce Summers was here last week to show his commitment to the project. So there's a lot of uh, interest. There's a lot of uh, promise. There's a lot of uh, commitments from all around. Alderman Sean Gregory laying out why this is so important. Um, many of our businesses um, that, that are eligible for TIF and things of that nature, um, they know what they want to do, but these applications are sort of hard to get through. Um, the, 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 the architecture, all of the things that you got to put together to really come with something like, like that is, is, is no small feat, and it costs money. Yeah, uh, absolutely costs money. Uh, and uh, something that if you have resources in a centralized location, you can really help out a large number of people with those types of services. And that's something that they hope that this particular project brings about. Uh, we'll hear more from uh, Dominic Watson, and then we'll get into uh, the questions that uh, Alderman Chuck Redpath has uh, about this and other projects, plus other things that the city council tackled last night. We'll get to it all here on the council roundup. It is the WMAY morning news. Feed at 719 now. The Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their downtown location now open for lunch. Back with the Council Roundup on the WMAY morning news feed. Happy Wednesday. Hour-long council meeting last night. That means uh, you know. Could be a quick council roundup, but there's plenty of conversation from last night's meeting that we still have yet to get to. Focusing a lot on the uh, uh, extended questions that were uh, brought up about the CAP 1908 project. The city's set to give $179,000 to for the Springfield Black Chamber of Commerce and the Springfield Project to purchase the building on 11th South Grand, turn it into a business incubation hub. Uh, Alderman Chuck Redpath wasn't at the Committee of the Whole last week, and now that he's had some opportunity to hear about this and read about this project, he's got some questions. So uh, here's a series of questions from Alderman Chuck Redpath. Where are you at on the first project that you came forward with uh, about a couple weeks ago, a month ago, the, the 12th Street project? Where are you guys at on that? And again, he's asking uh, Dominic Watson, the uh, president of the uh, Springfield Back Chamber of Commerce and the Springfield Project. Yes, so, you know, I talked with um, with John Getz, with Artie Lawrence. Again, I, I did want to say that he was out with um, with COVID for, for two weeks, so he just got back in the office next last week but he has had his guys out there doing some some preliminary work um we are executing that agreement again you know with the holiday and COVID, you know that slowed that execution down but i do know for a fact that he's had guys on site doing preliminary work so not a question about cap 1908 it's a question about the uh the the, the taylor home if you remember several weeks ago that was another issue that uh, was brought forward by uh the black chamber of commerce uh to to have some city funds invested so that they can uh get the uh, the foundation of that historic building secured and uh develop it into uh a a a, a kind of um, recognition of uh, some of springfield's history uh and uh, possibly even have uh, some some stem type of job development opportunities in that particular facility. Um, but moving on here, you've got uh, the even more uh, questions raised that uh, Dominic Watson was answering last night. 
you know, what are we doing? And, you know, we engaged with the state of Illinois on it. We've engaged with, with the Community Foundation for the Land of Lincoln on next steps. And I'm, I'm confident that we have the right team in place. Now, I'm asking you those questions because you've been here twice now in the last couple of months. And we just, I just want to make sure that these projects are going along like we planned. So um, getting the necessary funding lined up, I think, is one of the uh, the crucial points here uh, in all of these projects going forward. Uh, more from Alderman Redpath. Who's going to own the building? So that would be the Springfield project. Okay. And do you have a board of directors? Absolutely. Um, do you have a list of those people? Or? Yeah, I, I did provide that and sent that over to the city um, this afternoon. So um, would you like me to list those individuals? Yeah, as long as you tell me you got it, I believe yes, you. So, yes. um, and, then, uh, and then the uh, Black Chamber of Commerce is going to be in there also? Yes, sir. But the Springfield project is going to be the owner of the building. Absolutely. And as the mayor said, if this project goes to the wrong direction, we will have a lien on the property that will revert back to us or to the CDBG fund. So, again, uh, just making sure that if there is a lien, uh, there's going to be some kind of legal attachment there that uh, the city won't be out of an investment. And that's something that um, the Corporation Council explained last night as well. Uh, but even more questions last night. Are you coming back for more money on this project? I think that we haven't, we're exhausting all our options right now. I think long term, I mean, we, I'll be honest with you, we would love to have a line item in the city's budget to operate, to operate this location. And so I won't say that I'll never, ever come before you and ask for additional dollars to support this, this uh, innovation center. But what I can say and what I can promise is it won't be contingent on getting our doors open. Meanwhile, um, Alderman Fulgenzi had more questions going back to the Taylor home. If we get a, a heavy snow and stuff, is that still not a problem? Well, sir, I'm, I'm not here to speak about the Taylor home um, specifically today. You know, this is uh, a, a different issue that, that we're voting on. Now, I, I can provide an update, you know, at a, at a later time at, as it relates to the full, you know, Taylor home project. And uh, Alderman Fulgenzi continued to ask questions about the Taylor home in specific, and um, Dominic Watson just had, had to respond. I can give you, and I, and I don't mean to, to, to cut you off or not answer your question, but I, okay. I didn't, I wasn't ready to provide that information tonight so i don't have a full is it a secret <laughs> watson says no it's not a secret it's just he wasn't prepared to bring that type of information with all the details about uh uh the the, the taylor home so maybe we'll hear an update about that in the future something that watson said he's happy to come back to the council to provide um all right so we'll take a break but come back with a few more uh comments from other aldermen about the uh, cap 1908 project before they ultimately did approve it uh but then we have uh, some other uh that uh lingering projects that uh, we haven't had an update on in quite some time and something that I think is important uh, that uh, Alderman Redpath brought up last night. So we'll get to that coming up as well. It is the Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their downtown location now open for lunch. Oh, it's a Wednesday. Feels like a Monday. It's the WMAY Morning News Feed. I'm Greg Bishop, now 738, and we've got the Council Roundup in progress brought to you by head west subs when you want a great sub you've got to head west their downtown location now open for lunch head west subs hearing the uh debates and questions and answers about the cap 1908 project from last night's full springfield city council meeting 
Dominic Watson there from the Springfield Project and also the Black Chamber of Commerce answering questions about the costs, what all is going to be involved. Uh, will they uh, still open even if they don't get all of the funding right away, especially from other organizations, not just the $179,000 the city of Springfield is going to put up to buy the building and an adjacent lot for parking. Alderman McMiniman, who uh, opposed a measure several weeks ago to give funds to help reinforce the foundation for uh, an historic property in Springfield. And uh, he says that uh, he didn't like that project, but he likes this project. Here's Alderman McMiniman. I think Southtown is a more worthy recipient of the funds than the Judge Taylor homes. And I hope that uh, not because Judge Taylor doesn't have history that's important, and there's many ways to preserve and honor history. But if you, if when you get with Mr. Getz, and and he, and and the, the, you take another look at it, if you think that you should pull the plug on that, and safeguard those monies for other businesses along South Grand that need help, you know, keep an open mind about that, you know and uh, give us some honest feedback. So uh, we'll uh, probably hear more about the uh, the Taylor home uh, and what the, the future is for that. But uh, all indication moving forward with supports to uh, fund the CAP 1908 project, at least the purchase of the building, um, we'll hear from at least one person that dissented last night. But here's Alderwoman Kristen Desenso just making a reality check on how much money gets spent on these types of things. I just want to point out to everyone on this council that we have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on the Kidseum, on downtown Springfield Inc., on uh, Innovate Springfield. So these are things, I haven't voted for all of them, but, <laughs> uh, but these are things that we have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on. Now, I am gonna be disappointed if you're constantly coming back and asking for money, because that's what some other organizations do. I'm not saying these, but that's what some other organizations do. And that does get, I don't want to say tiresome, but I think it wears us out. So again, Alderwoman DeCenso, uh, just making clear that uh, these types of requests happen quite a bit, and most are approved. Uh, there might be some pushback here and there, but yeah, most are approved. Uh, meanwhile, Alderman Hanauer, he wasn't physically there last night. He was remote by phone, and the phone wasn't that great heard throughout the chamber or even on the recording. I had to jack the audio up on this. We'll see how this sounds. Here's Alderman Hanauer, who did not support this last night, and he lays out some of the reasons why. My knowledge, we have not ever bought a building for a, for a group or an individual um, as, as long as I've been on the council. Um, that, you know, are, is that, where, where's that going to stop? A uh, good example, we've got a lot of lake clubs that, that they're going under. Are we going to bail them out? Or if, if, if uh, any business throughout any, any war in this town, are, are we going to, you know, help them out? I just don't think that uh, I'm concerned that we're setting setting a precedent that, that we're gonna we're gonna have problems even down the road. Alderman Hanauer um, raising those concerns. Again, he was remote last night and uh, continues with some of his criticism of the uh, uh, the use of city dollars for this type of uh, purchase of a building. in a in a in an old rundown building. And um, you know, for that 
another concern he raised. So that was uh, Alderman Ralph Hanauer. If you had a hard time hearing him, uh, he was remote, but uh, he ultimately said that uh, he's worried that uh, if they can't get other grant dollars from other agencies lined up, then they're just going to have this property there and it's not going to advance much. So uh, he also had concerns about setting precedent on uh, using uh, tax dollars to, to 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 buy properties for people. Uh, the city buys properties, uh, especially with rail relocation, but it's not for somebody. They buy it for, you know, um, eminent domain type things. So uh, you've got that aspect. Uh, but Alderman Redpath, uh, I, I think, working to allay some of the concerns from Alderman Hanauer. If something goes bad, we have a lien. Does that mean that they cannot sell the property without us? So that's, that's a protection. That's a protection. Um, I can tell you that I'm not going to vote for a ton of money to be dumped into this project from the city. I just won't. So many future requests, probably going to get a lot more scrutiny. Ultimately, that measure passed with the votes of nine to one. Alderman Hanauer uh, not supporting that project. Moving on, uh, some other lingering projects that we haven't heard much about. Alderman Redpath uh, asking Mayor Jim Langfelder the status of one of them. Could you tell me what the status is of the Ferguson building? <laughs> wow, yeah, it's been a long time since we've heard about the Ferguson building. Uh, Corporation Council Zirkle kind of lays out some of the latest on that. Uh, it is my understanding that the developer is preparing the uh, financing plan. They have not been able to do that yet because of a delay on tax credits. So uh, they're still waiting on some various things to, to get lined up for that project. Alderman Redpath uh, talking about the need for getting this thing together. Is this going to happen or is this not going to happen? I mean, we've been sitting on this for almost two years, and I don't know if it's two Yeah, we'll years. have them come to the next city council meeting. I mean, we, it's, need, uh, we need some closure on that one way or another. If you're not going to do it, let's try to do something else. So what else are we going to do with that? I don't know, but uh, they've got a lot of dollars already in this thing uh, and some uh, questions about well, when's this going to be actually viable. We can't generate business downtown if we don't put people down there, and that's a first step on how we were going to do it. As you know, Mayor, you, I, I applaud you for doing everything you can to try to help that, but we gotta, we got to get that thing moving. So, uh, more questions from Alderman Redpath last night that were all part of new business and unfinished business. And, well, there's some unfinished business here. Uh, second question, uh, the fire study, where huh. are we at? Yeah. yeah. That should be, um, I think, next week. They said mid-January. Can we, so. can we just go back and every meeting say it's next week? <laughs> yes. Replay. Replay. I think, yeah, because uh, it's been week after week after week. They've been asking about this for months. And the answer's always been, well, maybe next week or maybe next month or maybe next week. Uh, here's the mayor more on that. No, actually, it is supposed to be uh, uh, mid-January is what we gave them. They took a look at the uh, locations that we picked out for responses and the fire, new fire station location. So that was the kind of the change up. And how that would that plan. play into the restructuring of the command staff at the fire department? Uh, that will be in the report. Uh, we asked them for a comparable with uh, the structure that we have compared to other cities.
Thank you. So uh, hopefully we can uh, dissect that report and talk to the experts who've had their hands involved in all of that. Uh, Alderman Hanauer, uh, he had some concerns about, uh, well, a variety of different things. Uh, he was actually remote, as I mentioned, and he had a lot of problems being able to hear anybody. <laughs> He said that he was having to watch it on TV to be able to hear people. He couldn't hear it on his phone. Now, uh, some questions about the communication process. You had uh, the director of the Office of Communications, uh, Julia, there last night to address some of the concerns. And uh, there's a lot of moving pieces when it comes to this type of thing. Listen, as somebody who deals with media every morning, <laughs> right, I've got tons of computer screens, different streaming things over here, my hands, I feel like an octopus with arms just flying all over the place, and there's a lot going on, all right? Uh, and uh, sometimes it's difficult to mix multiple systems together. Uh, uh, then you've got the idea of streaming versus the idea of uh, allowing for Zoom participants in the meeting and then also getting that on the stream. There's a lot of moving pieces there. I think there's two issues. There's the streaming question, which we're working through, and we have a system in place that we purchased. So streaming is a totally different issue. And then joining remotely. Um, Zoom was easier. Well, it was not easier. Tom Chi and I were doing that. Tom Chi has moved into a new position than today. I was notified, you know, how we're going to have everybody join. Um, it's easier if I'm alerted <laughs> about it, then I can set it up. So uh, nice to give it a little bit of a heads up to the communications director so she knows what she has to be able to do for that day. Uh, but more on all of the, uh, the, the different aspects of just getting the right feeds where they need to go. We are looking through a system that actually would allow an outside service to stream it. So if a media outlet wants to stream it elsewhere, so if we go down, there's an outside way for somebody to access our city council meeting. I think we'd be happy to do that here with WMAY. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, Alderwoman Conley talked about how, you know, we've been through this now for nearly two years and uh, need to have all the pieces in place. Some really terrifying COVID. I mean, these are scary COVID numbers. Yeah, I you think, know, um, we sorry. need to be planning for that. And I'm not saying that you aren't. No, we can go live. We, if you guys all said next Tuesday we are having to go remote, we have the capability of doing that. So uh, the mayor responding to some of this, uh, talking about the pandemic, what's been learned, and the importance of keeping the city council operating even in person to a degree. Here's uh, Mayor Jim Langfelder. We did not miss one meeting during the pandemic, and uh, we continue to operate and the reason for that is to provide confidence to our public. So that confidence, he says, is important, especially during a pandemic. With regards to the uh, third or fourth um, you know, peak of the pandemic, this should not be a surprise. Everybody should read their history. This happened in the 1908 flu. Same thing. First year, it was horrendous. Second year came with more horrendousness is greater. So this should not be a shock to anybody. And he talks about uh, the importance of civility and making sure that uh, a Facebook and, uh, stream doesn't get out of hand with all kinds of uh, disparaging and out of control comments. Here's uh, the mayor talking about 
the importance of civility. And, uh, you know, we cannot, we have to protect that integrity. People go on Facebook, they can do whatever they want. We're talking January 6th. They're talking on the news about the insurrection. Well, guess how that happened? People going off on their, you know, and just saying whatever they want. That's what, you know, someone that hides behind a screen, that's what they're able to do. And so we're going to protect the integrity of the city council. So there you go. That's your uh, Springfield City Council roundup from last night's Springfield City Council meeting. It's right here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. I'm Greg Bishop. Thanks so much for keeping informed here with WMAY. What's going on in Springfield?